Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Path to Abundant Living. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is great to be back with you today. And as always, we have our stars of the show from Morrison Nordman Wealth Management. That is Scott Morrison and Matt Nordman. Uh, we're going to be tackling another wealth management topic. That's what we do here on the show today. And boy, do we have an interesting one. It's a, a conversation that's popping up more and more these days between Matt, Scott, and their clients. Um, particularly their business owner clients. So to frame things up today, if you are a business owner out there who decides to sell their business, or let's say maybe even just transition ownership of the business, do you know what your next move will be? You know, that's a really important question to be asking yourself. And for some entrepreneurs who want to stay connected to the business world that they know so well and have been living in and breathing for so long, well, becoming an independent consultant could be a viable option and maybe that next stage in their overall entrepreneurial lives. So today on the show, we're going to be looking at some of the key issues surrounding this transition process and what it really means and looks like for someone becoming or rather transitioning from being a business owner to being a business consultant. But first, let's go ahead and welcome the guys on and get it before we get into it. Scott, Matt, it's good to see you guys this morning. How are you doing? Hey, morning, Ryan. Happy New Year. Great to see you. Morning, Scott. Good morning, Matt. Morning, morning, everybody. Yes, Happy New Year indeed. And we, we're kicking off the year with a really, really good topic here. Matt, I'll throw the first question over to you and we can start a little high level uh, here on the show. We're, we're obviously talking about these entrepreneurs who, you know, after selling their companies, they're, they want to stay involved in some capacity in the business world and maybe being a consultant to other firms, other businesses is an option. Is this a trend that you're seeing, you know, maybe becoming more popular these days among business owners? You know, Ryan, it's a possibility. You know, there's more and more uh, business owner entrepreneurs and former business owners. They're really considering it. We believe it's, you know, the baby boomer, baby boomers own something like 2.3 million small businesses in the U.S. right now. And, and many of them are going to sell or eventually sell. But it doesn't mean that they're going to just completely and fully disengage from the world where they spent so much of their lives. And so most entrepreneurs are really driven and passionate people, and they want to keep making an impact. And so what, you know, what we also know is it's becoming more and more obvious that staying active during what could be that, you know, really lengthy retirement is really, really important. So there are a lot of forces at play that make consulting a really interesting option for a lot of people. Sure. And speaking of those forces at play, Matt, I want to talk about some of those motivators, right? What, Scott, what do you see retired business owners uh, viewing the benefits, you know, what are the benefits rather in their minds of becoming a consultant rather than simply relaxing and enjoying what most view as a standard retirement? Well, as Matt alluded to, staying engaged is probably the number one reason for sure. Um, I mean, so much, so much has been written about how retirees who stay physically and mentally active, you know, in meaningful pursuits are usually happier and, and able to stave off any kind of cognitive decline. So, you know, with rising life expectations, I mean, that we're, we're all living longer and we have a lot more time to fill up once we exit our businesses, it kind of makes sense that you have this lifetime worth of skills and insights that you can share with someone 
you know, on the on time that that you have available in your retirement. Um, and certainly the benefit of that is is staying mentally young. Uh, my favorite, however, is the desire to give back. Uh, we always hear the kind of the phrase of pay it forward, that kind of thing. Well, we all have mentors in our life and we all have somebody who helped us along the way. And so, you know, there's that that feeling that I'm at that place in my life where I maybe have some skills and talents that I can share uh, and help that those new entrepreneurs of the future. No, I, lo- I love that. And and guys, do you think that this idea of consultancy is maybe a, a way to, to have a smoother or easier transition from that entrepreneur's life? I mean, going from a business owner, you know, in the trenches every day, running their business, it's their baby, to not having that, you know, that going cold turkey. Do you find that maybe this is just an easier way to transition from, you know, both sides of the spectrum, being a business owner to not having anything? Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not uncommon for, you know, former business owners, entrepreneurs to not really know what to do in retirement that's going to make them happier, satisfied. You know, they've spent so much of their lives doing one thing. And so when that's gone, you know, that can maybe be a little depressing or, you know, it can be difficult. And, you know, just because you don't own your business anymore, it doesn't mean you've lost that that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, that need to build and create it, it may be, you know, a really key trait of who you are as a person. So consulting can allow you to help others build something of value and and further that promise of entrepreneurship without, you know, that burden of being responsible for calling all the shots all day, every day. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I want to get into what the consulting opportunities look like now, guys. Talk to me, Scott, for somebody that is retired or soon to be retired, uh, and they're considering these, you know, consulting opportunities, what should they be considering with regard to these, or at least aware of? Well, there's certainly no shortage of businesses that need guidance. Uh, There's a lot of different industries that have a greater need for certain types of consultants over others. But I think that uh, those that we probably could agree on that that are the more popular types of consulting uh, opportunities would certainly be in sales, uh, where you might help develop a firm's sales processes or uh, identify ways to increase sales and, and train sales reps. Uh, another would be to develop a strategy where you help optimize a company's vision and direction, uh, work with executive clients to develop business plans. Um, you know, maybe regarding operations, you, you might be involved in identifying improvements on how a company can, can operate more efficiently and effectively. And then there's also, you know, the marketing consultant uh, where you can help develop and promote strategies that are going to increase the, the company's brand awareness. So, you know, the list goes on. Um, obviously, you can, you can look at things like if your expertise was out in the accounting area, then you can help assess a firm's financials you know, create sound financials going forward, uh, helping assess and improve the firm's technology, if that's your strength, uh, marketing, you, you name it. There's so all kinds of options. Sure, sure. And, and gentlemen, I think I know the answer to my next question, but it is worth addressing. And it, so even though you guys say that entrepreneurs, they might be in high demand for their consulting skills and the value that they can provide to another business or organization, you know, Matt, would you say that business owners should have a plan in place for this transition 
to take the certain steps to make sure that they do succeed in that consulting career. You, you said it, Ryan, as every entrepreneur knows, failing to plan is planning to fail. So you definitely want to think through some key issues. You know, a couple of them would be is identify what's the specific value that you're going to bring to others. So even if you were the world's best business owner, chances are there were probably a handful of things that you did exceptionally well that drove your business. So hone in on those top skills because those are going to be the ones that you're going to market and offer to those other businesses. And, you know, one thing that sometimes people, they're like, okay, this is what I did really well. But remember, you want to have fun when you're doing this. So don't overlook that. You want to enjoy this consulting work. You know, the other thing is, you have to assess, is there demand for what it is that you're going to be consulting about in the future? You know, do businesses want and need that expertise that, that you can offer to them? And chances are, the answer is yes. If you were that successful, you were doing things well that can help a lot of other people. So there's types of companies that, you know, are going to want that, the, the specific consulting that you had that, you know, is going to help. But be aware that it might be in a different geographic location, and it might even be in a different industry um, than what you did with your former company. So just be aware that you might need to look in some unfamiliar areas and and really think creatively. Yeah, it sounds like some some flexibility will be needed in that in that realm there. Um, so you've got the knowledge, you've got the experience, you got the drive to do something beyond your business, being that consultant. But Scott, do you have any advice on that next step in terms of you know making the important decisions and connections that can allow you to actually land a consulting gig? Sure, I, I think that uh, you know one of those business truisms is to grab the low-hanging fruit whenever you can, um, and that would be the case here because obviously, with all the experience that you have, uh, having been in a in a in a business as long as you have, you have a long list of contacts. So that would certainly be the first place to start. Uh, reaching out, uh, you know, you don't want to ignore that list because those are going to offer you your consulting services opportunities, and and you're going to find some referrals through them as well. So either way, um, you know, existing trusted relationships can help you build that foundation uh, for your next venture as a consultant. Um, with that being said, uh, you know, there's some other resources I think that are important um, and can help you thrive as a consultant. Uh, one way to stay sharp is to is to become part of some sort of a networking group or a mastermind group where you find other current and former CEOs and entrepreneurs who are thinking about consulting as well, where you can share some ideas. Um, I know with my own in my own uh, experience, my daughter, in fact, she's she's only in her you know late twenties. She found her first job by being part of a networking group where there were two or three um, consultants that were just interested in being around young people. And uh, it led to, you know, a great career for her. And it led to opportunities for some of these consultants to, uh, you know, to speak to these young people. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's great to hear, Scott. And guys, while we talk a lot about, you know, specific strategies and you know, recommended steps to implementing or executing upon these strategies, it's always important to look at the flip side, right? And that's the mistakes or the risks or the issues that can pop up along the road. So with regard to that, Matt, are there any pitfalls? Are there any risks that 
an ex-business owner should be aware of and considering in this moment where maybe they're thinking about that transition into being a, a consultant? There definitely are, Ryan. You know, you, you want to keep in mind, so you, you've sold your business and it's not going to be this cakewalk into the next one where, you know, you kind of retire at the top of your game. You know, you're Michael Jordan just coming off, you know, six rings, three, two, three-peats. And so you're really accomplished. But consultant consulting isn't necessarily the right move for everyone. You know, there are plenty of ways to stay engaged through giving back, you know, like it was alluded to, you can volunteer, you can teach, um, you can join an existing company as an employee or a partner, you know, but if consulting looks appealing, you want to go in eyes wide open. And first and foremost, you're not in control. And I'm gonna say that again, you are not in control. You know, when you are that entrepreneur, you have the final say in in your company in all matters. And so chances are you've gotten very used to that dynamic. So as an independent consultant, you need to be um, prepared to have your ideas questioned and tested and even rejected by someone who was in the position you were previously in. So, and so if you happen to consult to the new owners of your business, that can create a lot of tension. It could be pretty difficult for some. You know, number two is you may be viewed with suspicion, you know, as, as someone being engaged to assess, you know, or improve the business, you're going to be potentially treated as an outsider by the staff and maybe even some of the management that was part of bringing you in. So in this new role, don't expect people around you to be like, hey, Ryan, hey, how was your weekend? Right. So finally, you know, you can get overloaded pretty quickly you were this really successful entrepreneur. And so what we've seen happen in a lot of cases is you go in and consult and, and initially it's going to be five to six hours a week, maybe. And next thing it's like, well, hey, Ryan, you helped us with this and this. Can you bump it up to 10 to 15 to 20? And then they tell their other business owner friends. And next thing you know, you have more business than you know what to do with. And next thing you know, you have a, a second business. Now, that might be something that you want, but, you know, be aware that that is a real possibility. Yeah, the three really big key points to to hit on there, Matt, I appreciate you sharing those. I mean, the being in control, I can imagine that that is a tough, tough shift of power, if you will, uh, for a lot of business owners in this transition to a consultant. Guys, as we round out our conversation today, uh, Scott, do you have any final advice maybe for those entrepreneurs out there? Anything to kind of bottom line today's conversation who might be considering going down this road? Uh, you know, any smart moves or that they should be paying attention to? Any final thoughts, really? Well, I think it's really important to rem remind yourself, why did you get out of the business you're in in the first place? Why did you sell your business? I'm assuming it's because you're, you're you've, got to that stage of your life where you're looking forward to your own retirement. So um, let's make sure that you, when you decide to be a consultant, that you're not taking on another job that is going to uh, take away from that retirement, that, that, that time in your life that you've decided to spend with your wife and your family. So, you know, you need to make sure, as Matt said, you need to clearly define what offering you're, you're going to have as a consultant and how you're going to implement that. I mean, how is it going to be on site? Are you, is it going to be over an extended period of time? Are you going to make yourself kind of more season, you know, attractive seasonally? 
uh, are you going to visit companies once a quarter or are, is it going to be all virtual or do you have to actually be there? These are all the things you're going to want to keep in mind when your real, when, when your real uh, motivation is to be retired and enjoy that retirement. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to consider within this conversation, you know, both internally as well as externally with maybe some trusted advisors and professionals that you can bounce your ideas and questions off of. And speaking of that, I mean, to go back to kind of what I said at the top of the show, this is a conversation that I know you guys are having with some of your clients that might be experiencing this moment of transitioning from ownership to a consultant or, or, hey, maybe they go straight to that, you know, that relaxing retirement that we all envision. But Matt and Scott, for anybody out there watching, listening to today's episode, and maybe they themselves are in that position, or they know somebody that's approaching this position and have been considering the idea of, of becoming a consultant, and maybe they want to reach out and just pick your brains and open up a dialogue and see how their situation applies to kind of the, the wisdom and the advice that you guys typically provide for your clients, what would be the best way they could get in touch with you uh, just to, like I said, open up that dialogue? Sure. The, the traditional way, as we like to say, is through the phone, 517-333-7967, or go to our website, morrisonnordman.com, and there's a link you can click on to, to set up a call. You know, that's like you had said, Ryan, whether it's with us or, or someone else, you know, talk to someone about that transition period, because it can be, I was talking with someone last night, it can be an exciting, scary time, but that consultancy can be a way to transition into that next phase of life. And you have a lot to offer someone. So this might be the way to do it. Absolutely. Well, Matt, Scott, I appreciate you guys both for carving some time out of your day to jump on here and dive into this. This is a really great topic that we can sink our teeth into. And I think we, we left a lot of considerations for our audience out there today. But uh, looking forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Uh, take it easy and have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Ryan. You too. We'll see you. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. All righty. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment as always and say thank you to our audience for stopping by and joining us on the show today. If you did take anything away from today's conversation, you benefited from it in any way, shape, or form, go ahead and subscribe to the show on whichever platform you check this out on today. That way you never miss out on a future episode where Matt, Scott, and I jump into another wealth management topic that could be pertinent for you and your financial world. So for Scott, Fort Matt, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you stopping by once more and being with us on Path to Abundant Living. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors. Morrison, Norman & Associates and Securities America are separate entities. All investing involves risk, including the possible risk of principal.